what do you guys or gals want to talk about? The jobs number? Did Pump and Pop maybe have that number in his briefcase when he gave that speech the other day? We'll find out. Fireworks at 8.30. We got some earnings. Alta Beauty. What a beautiful stock. Making a new all-time high. Asana. Holy mackerel. I hope Dustin Moskovitz isn't buying any more. Zscaler. Mm, they're not buying the dip in that one yet. Triple D's not seeing much out there, but I'm sure things are going to change at 8.30. Mitch, let's get the show on the road. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, folks, not a lot going on. We did have a nice range overnight. We're all going to be keeping an eye on that closing high for the move. Actually, a double close area, 81 and a quarter, 81.75. That's going to be our focus the entire day. Uh, the buck getting whooped again, 3 cents, 104.45. We know the monthly support in the lower 104 handle. TLT having a good week, giving a little back today, down 24 cents at 105.52. Crude, that's up 67 cents, 81.89. OPEC up to their old tricks again. Uh, gold gained 60 bucks yesterday, down a buck 60 today at 18.13.70. Maybe I should finally dump that gold I've had forever. Uh, silver trying to get in that 23 handle, up nearly a dime at 22.94. Got a new handle in Bitcoin, 17,000. The futures are up $195 at 17,000. 17,015. That's a tough one. And uh, Ethereum futures, they're trading up $24 at $1289.50. We'll bring in Triple D and see if he bought any stocks for a penny uh, last night. And then Money Mitch, who's uh, just getting ready for that jobs number. How you doing today, guys? Ready to get after it, like always. Trying. Let's go. Trying to wake up tired today. Yeah, you're a little cranky today. You're a little cranky yeah, today. Yeah, tired. Cool. Still long COVID. I, you know, I got to be long something, I guess. So that's where I'm long. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, there were nine planets. Oh, I know. I still were. I have like seven shirts I cycle through. Honestly, if seven I got a question. Seven? Can like I short that? Seven. Joel, if... Joel your, your picture sure is one of them. But I give you a break all the time. I sometimes think I'm going to grab it and I don't. So, you know. I'll, I need... I'll... I'll tell you what. Guess what kind of shirt I'm wearing today? Let what, me see what you what got I'm on saying. there? What, what, what is that? Uh, one of those fancy prep shirts that you talked to me about? Yeah, I did. Yeah, with those I collars, did make fun of Mitch the other with day. Those collards. Look at that. Yeah, you know, I, I do Collared have a little shirt. You know, Come on, man. It was a gift. Man. It was a gift. We got. Oh man, I don't want. It. I got to be distracted today. A really bad news day for Michigan yesterday. Um, just a bad. We lost injury. our running back. Injury. Yeah. Ah. Injury. Something going on with our defensive lineman. Hey. Got arrested. I mean, I just not. there's not good karma. There was so much good karma, good karma. Now, 
I mean, I can't be nervous about Purdue. We're 17 and a half point favorites, but next man up. Next man up. That's right. The chat's going to get mad if we don't talk about stonks. Let's go so, to the stonks. stonks. So it looks like today uh, it, there's been a report out there on multiple medias that Russian President Vladimir Putin remains open to talks over a, a possible settlement deal. Uh, this comes, of course, shortly after Biden said that he would be prepared to meet with Putin if he was looking for a way to end the war. What do you guys feel about that? propaganda i don't believe anything that comes out over there it's um, like i don't uh, think america China believes news? it either <laughs> yeah i i you you can't believe anything so i just ignore it all because he can't believe any of it yeah, it's, it's you know tough. it's sad but it's true i wish you know i wish you know that we'd find a way to end this war what would happen to this market if for any reason oh, this we'd rally some... significantly i mean this market is built on the fed right now and it's kind of not even looking really at the ukraine situation but oh, don't kid yourself. If we actually got, a, you know, some type, it, it would rally significantly. So there's a tape bomb to the upside if that was to happen. But don't get your hopes up. It's just this. It's just Putin. It's just Russian. It's just talk. Yeah, there's I mean, no I, I same thing. I I gauge it I with the it. the uh, the market reaction. You know, if it was true, the spoos would be off fifty. Yeah, they're not, yeah. So. they're, they're, they're just completely go. ignoring it. Yeah, yeah, chat is, I, I feel like, on the same consensus there also. So we can move forward. We can talk a little bit about OPEC's mentions uh, to consider deeper oil cuts, of course, ahead of Russian sanctions and proposed price cap. Uh, they're going to be meeting on Sunday. I always love when they meet on, you know, non-market days <laughs> uh, to decide on the next phase of production policy. We'll have to wait and see what we hear from OPEC+. Plus. But uh, oil has been going down. And you know OPEC, they love to get that price spiking again. Yeah. Well, they get it moving. Well, yeah, oil prices come down. Oil stocks I, don't. Yeah. What are you going to say, Joel? No, I was going to say, I don't know what I enjoy uh, talking about less. Uh, OPEC cuts or, or uh, FTX? Oh, this FTX, I'm just done with it. I just don't even want to hear about it anymore. I'm of the opinion, though, like, and Bill Ackman tweeted it. I, I kind of believe the guy. I think he just is incompetent. Like, after watching, he's either a fantastic liar, but he came off in that interview as completely incompetent. And maybe that's what he was trying to portray. Maybe that's what, you know, that's his out, is incompetence. So maybe he's just a, maybe he's just a really good actor, but completely interview and that's what he i guess so either he's a really good actor or he really is completely incompetent and he just had no oversight and had no idea what was going on his com- on his on his in his company I, I i have a hard time believing that well did you guys catch well, my he's fantastic just a really good liar then you guys so, didn't catch my one, fantastic he's a interview or he's completely incompetent it's one or the other i had a chief strategy officer from binance yesterday on stock market movers Catch that interview, guys. I mean, we talked a little bit about that FTX situation. And I know Joel just mentioned that he doesn't want to talk FTX, so we'll go away from it. We're all we'll done. Get... We just don't want to talk FTX. And we yeah, well, FTX let's get to the overall to market. Yeah, let's go stocks. towards the stocks. Stocks. Uh, of course, economic data came out yesterday. We got CPE, right? That was slightly better than expected. Um, we got a bigger than expected decline in the ISM manufacturing index. That actually knocked the market down. But in my eyes, that was a bullish number 
Why was that a bullish number? It shows weakening in the economy. And it shows that the Fed can only push for so long eventually till they actually start making an effect. Looks like they're definitely making an effect in manufacturing. And I think in the long run, it's kind of more of a bullish outlook in these numbers. Ah, it's, it's again, it's like, where, where do you want to go? Do you want, you know, the numbers you can interpret both ways because anytime we get a number that's too hot, you're like, Oh, the Fed can, you know, Fed's got to get more tightening, but then that's still good for the economy. So it's such a messed up market to be cheering, you know, for poor economic numbers, but that's really what the market does. So at a certain point in time, does it, you know, start cheering for the good numbers? Not yet. We need that pivot. So I I'm with you, Mitch, but this you know, and obviously a, a lot of these economic numbers, you know, are moving the markets, but I'm still going to say the jobs are going to move the market today, too. It's this next CPI report. That's really the game changer. This is the next. This is what's going to be. Was it a one off or wasn't it? I mean, it's all about this next CPI number. Jobs will move the number, though. 19 minutes will get some jobs. I'll move the market here, too. Right now, the bulls are in control. Joel, you, you can see it, too. The bulls are in control. We, we get some they bad are. tape bombs. And they're buying dips. I know they didn't buy the CRM dip, but they definitely bought the Snowflake dip. They bought other dips as well. They're buying the dips in the S&P stocks too. I mean, this is, bulls are really in complete control right now. All right, let's continue. Let's get to the right, stocks. Well, that, right? uh, the CRM did come back a little bit. Yeah, the, they lost that key exec. That did not sure. help them either. Um, but the other thing is still not helping, and Snowflake, the exception of the rule, but you're really seeing still, in just going back to simplicity market, is PE stocks that are low, stocks that have low PEs are getting bought, and stocks that are high PEs are still getting sold. You're still seeing that. That's been the trend for a long time here. But you get those dips on the, on the lower PE stocks. They seem to come back. You know, oil stocks dip for a day. They come back. Oil stays down. doesn't matter. The oil stocks, peas are low. They come back. I mean, this is the market. It's very simplistic. They're still going to multiple expansion, the lower P stuff, and multiple uh, contraction, the higher P stuff. I mean, look at Meta. You know, you can say, holy, you know, just sneaky. We're above 120 in Meta now. What? What is it? It's a low P stock. It, it wasn't before, but it sure is now. You know, you're looking forward earnings. You're looking at the cash on hand, discount the cash. You're trading 14, 15 times. Meta, I mean, Netflix having, you know, pretty good days was a low PE stock. It's starting to get a little bit higher PE because it's just run so far. But, you know, you know a year or when, when everybody was selling Netflix six months ago, the PE on it was like 16, 17. Now the stock has doubled. The PE is coming up to like 27, 28. So it's starting to move back up into a little bit more expensive territory. I guess it wasn't a year ago, six months ago in the summer. So, I mean, I think you still got to keep those blinders on, the simplicity blinders, just looking directly ahead. Like, mm -hmm. we're not, don't need to look here, look here. First analysis, what's the PE? Because they're still buying low PE stuff. All right. These are tech stocks, but what about a stock like ADM, Archer Daniel Midland? That's a farm products. Farm products definitely got hit hard yesterday. Um, a lot of them pulling back that are more value names. What about an area like this, Dennis? Is this more? Yeah, like I, think, to buy? I think I think I, it's hard to buy it on that first whoosh. You know, like you can mm -hmm. use the Karen Feinerman three day rule. I often call it the two day rule. We could follow through the next day because you got people caught. You have a lot of people caught in that ADM. It's also a stock that's been sitting up near all-time highs. Uh, again, I'm scared that just a crowded trade. And don't kid yourself, the PE trade is crowded. 
it's like they're combing the ditches for other low PE stocks now because they've bought up all the energy stocks, they've bought up the farming stocks, and they've bought up a lot of these stocks. So it, it's difficult to say, yeah, this is, you know, where we're going to be six months from now. Everything could change. I mean, jobs number can change things, but that's next CPI number could change things too. If it comes in light, all the growth stuff will start to rally and you could actually see a sell-off in some of the value stuff. The reason the value stuff continues to hold up is that that does okay in a higher interest rate environment because money now is worth more than money in the future. So it's crowded. The problem with an Archer Daniels Minute and a lot of these value names is they're crowded. This is a very tricky market. It's not like I have a crystal ball. Sometimes you have a crystal ball. I can just kind of feel this is a no-brainer. Yeah, we use a crystal ball on live trading. We call it the magic eight ball. Well, okay, the magic eight ball. That's that's what you <laughs> want to use right now is a magic eight ball because it's a very difficult market to call. Yeah, the definitely. money managers are still looking for low P stuff, so ADM would be attractive. I don't know what's the P on ADM. You know, go do, uh, go to you your got, pro. Uh, 12, 12. Yeah. 5. It's cheap, but again, cyclical to a certain extent, but holds up well. I think this gets down to like eighty five, even ninety. I mean, maybe it could take a nibble, um, but. It's still tricky to like call this market anything out a couple of days. So I think you've got a crowded trade coming off a little bit. Wait for some stabilization. We saw this in the drug names like Bristol Myers. It's similar to a chart look at BMY. ADM, BMY, nothing to do with each other except that they both have lower PEs and they're both um, uh, uh, you know, being seen as value names and a little bit more recession resistant than, say, a tech stock. Bristol Myers, that dip absolutely bought. Merck, dipped the same day. That dip absolutely bought. Lily. Dip the same day, that dip absolutely bought. I do think they will buy, come in and buy the ADM uh, dip here once again. Um, I don't know where that is, but I'd wait for some stabilization. And then if you're a trader, this is the kind of stuff you do want to buy on dips. All right, let's Short-term keep trading hat on here right now. What was the ADM? What was the ADM? That was the news. Commodity trade? What, what yeah, was what was the, the news? It was, there's no I'm news looking there. Up, just I don't rotated see away. It's rotating away. Because that looks like a news candle. It, it was rotation, at least from yeah, what I saw. Crowded trade coming um, off quickly. And, and if you saw what dragged yesterday, farm products down 3.75% in the industry and consumer defensives uh, industry that it got hit the hardest. Um, and right behind that was discount stores. Of course, you guys know that that got hit with the DG and the Costco mentions. Yeah. So some of those names taking a hit and a beating yesterday. We'll see if they catch the bounce today. Let's go towards these earning stocks. There's a lot to talk about. Bucks. Wait, wait for 80 bucks. 80 Wait for I don't think I'm gonna get there. Yeah. I'll buy it at 80. I'll put yeah. my order out there right now. That thing comes to 80, I'd be a buyer, but I don't think you're gonna get to 80. Um, what about maybe monthly resistance starting to act as support around here? Because you can see a couple monthly candles closed at like 91.21. Maybe they'll start acting as support here, and then you get that next run to 100. We'll see if it's able to act as support. Look at, dude, look at this bar right here. Look at this bar right here. That that. I mean, they're gonna work. Okay, maybe maybe eighty is too far, but look at this bar right here. I mean, come on. You work to that level on that bar. That was uh, that was a bold candle there on the way up, right there. I mean, yeah. We're... Okay, eighty-eight fifty-six. Uh, that was a low. That's a number. Day. Joel just okay. gave you a good number. So I like 88. that number. Eighty-eight fifty-six. There you go. Yeah. It's the kind yeah. of stuff they are buying on dips. Money managers are exactly. buying that kind of stuff. That's on what I wanted to touch. That's hard to fight it. All right, let's go to Ulta Beauty. This was one that I was thinking about a maybe Santa Claus rally because a lot of kind of winter time, you know, a lot of people trying to travel and 
maybe getting yeah. some makeup for yeah. uh, gifts and stuff like that. So Ulta Beauty Q3 EPS at $5.34 beat the $4.15 estimate. Sales at $2.34 billion beat the $2.21 billion estimate. They raised full year 22 sales guidance. Um, and also raised EPS guidance. So looks great here. Piper Sandler maintaining overweight on Ulta Beauty, raising price target to 570. It's a P on this puppy. I think it doesn't matter. It's that favored. It is favored, <laughs> but it's not even a super high P either. Like, or what is it, 20, 22? Uh, 22. Yeah. So you got one of the best run companies, the PE. It's not cheap. You could say, oh, yeah, but Apple's 24. Yeah, this company's actually, you know, not not that Apple's run poorly or anything like that, but this company's been growing, growing, growing. I mean, it is loved. It's got its little cult following. Ulta Beauty has just been a monster. We've said this before. Best run, one of the best run companies. Been a monster. Stocks making new all-time highs. Pullbacks just seem to get bought on this relentlessly. I mean, you go out to the monthlies, we're really breaking out. We were in consolidation station really for a period of five to seven years. And now we're starting to break out here. It's got the reopening trade to it to a certain extent. People like to get out and do stuff. I mean, what's not to like on Alta Beauty? I'd be a buyer of pullbacks. Yeah, I mean, high margin. Uh, right at yesterday's high. Yesterday's high? It's right at yesterday's high, 477. So keep an eye on that. Not looking Sounds too bad. Good. We'll see if it gets to 500. Can it get there? Well, they gave them 570, Piper Sandler. See if they can get up there. That's pretty ways from here at 477. Let's get to the next one, Asana. Uh, Asana has been talked about, you know, a lot in software. Uh, loss of 26 cents beat the a loss of 32 cent estimate. Sales of 141.4 million beat the 139.37 million estimate. Uh, then, of course, they uh, kind of gave some better EPS, uh, some better sales outlook. But the sales actually is on the downside from their outlook. Top end of 146 million versus 151 million. Um, oh, is this the kind of stock they don't want to own? It's the kind of stock that doesn't get bought on devs. But again, get a, get a jobs number. This is going to matter, actually. Get a jobs number where we start to put risk on. They'll look for dips to buy again. Asana 1560. I mean, you do have a level down here. 1567, Joel, is basically the low of the move. I mean, when when has it been lower than this, actually? I'm just looking out to the further charts. I mean, you're going back a long ways now. Actually, this is near an all-time low. Holy. What a fall from grace on this one, eh? $20 to $145, and now it's, it's, it's actually touching an all-time low. So you got one number. It's the all-time low, and that's 1567. Is that correct? I'm looking everywhere. I think it's 1567. Holding right at the all-time low correct. right now. That's your bogey. Under 15, tough to own stocks, making new all-time lows. Dips are getting bought here lately, So, except in CRM. Dips are getting bought, so it's hard to just you know come in here and like short this thing when they're making new lows. That was the trade of, you know, a couple months ago. It's not the trade now, some of this stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do buy it near that lows, but man, there's so many better stocks to be in than stocks making new all-time lows. Yeah, not not something that I want to be What about a part Dustin? Of. What about Dustin? Oh, Dustin, the insider. Remember Dustin Moskowitz? The director that keeps Oh yeah, buying. he's been buying this nonstop. Buying the dip. Like big size too. Kathy style. Holy, yeah, I know. But at least, you know, you like the vote of confidence buying his own company. But, man, 
I mean, when stocks make new all-time lows, it's not just one or two people underwater. Everybody's underwater. What a mess the stock has been. Yeah, I I would be careful with this stock. I I also don't see this stock as being one of those stocks that you could say is recession proof, right? Oh no, um, no, no. <laughs> so That's the opposite. Uh, yeah, clear answer on that. Expansion well, dependent. Let's keep moving. Let's get to some other headlines. Of course, we got a lot of earnings stocks to run through. I'm going to try to keep rolling through it. Let's run in a little faster. Let's speed it up. Let's go to ChargePoint Holdings here. A lot of people were talking about ChargePoint yesterday, uh, taking a look at it. Q3 EPS at $0.25, cents, missed a $0.19 cent estimate. Sales at $125.34 million, missed a $132.12 million estimate. They do see Q4 23 revenue, $160 million, $170 million to the high end versus $160.91 million estimate. Dip was bought last night. They slammed it right down to the low of the move, 11.15. That's pretty much where we kissed, 11.25, I think. We got mm-hmm. down to last night. They bought it back right away. Again, they're buying dips right now. So it's hard to fight that overall buy the dip mentality. Um, that's why it's hard to just come in here and like be bearish, rah, rah, bears, go, bears, go. Um, just because you've got this, you know, relentless buy the dip happening right now. Even Marvell Technology, which we'll get to those earnings in a second. Um, they were basically a disaster. And that dip's getting bought here too. So, I mean, they are buying dips right now. Not in all stocks. CRM dip did not get bought, but they're just inclined to buy the dip, so it's hard to sell the dip. I never like selling the dip, period. It's hard to sell the dip when people are actively coming and buying the dips, so like these Asanas and Charge Points. I, I think if you know you can get some traction, these stocks could actually bounce back. Charge Point already has. So hard to be bearish these stocks when, they're, when the overall market, you're feeling a little more bullish. But again, in seven minutes, maybe stuff changes. Trading market. Joel, any be levels? Buying dips and selling rips, and not selling dips. Any levels on charge point you see for us, Joel? Uh, pre-market low. Um, I'll just give you that. It was a quick spike. They already did buy this one. You got a quick spike to the pre-market yeah. low at eleven thirty or at eleven ninety-five. So, it looks like they already bought it. Uh, it, it I don't know. This stock really doesn't interest me. No, me neither. All right, let's go to the next one here. Let's go Zscaler. Zscaler EPS here. Uh, let's go ZS here. Uh, Zscaler EPS coming in at 29 cents, uh, beat the 26 cent estimate. Sales at 355.5 million, beat the 343.89 million estimate. It did see Q223 revenue at 364 million on the low end, 366 million on the high end versus 358.55 million estimate. Also uh, raised their high end on the EPS above the estimate and also the low end at 29 cents above that 26 estimate. So looking good there on the adjusted EPS, but look at the hit that it took. They've already started buying the dip on this one, though, too. 125 last night. It's back up to 131. Kind of trying to pull a snowflake here. Snowflake was a sneaky, just kept coming in. And dip buyers are lurking. You can't argue with the tape. You know, my head says still stay bearish and sell stocks, you know, in this recent rally. And then my trading eyes say, what are you talking about? That, you know, you can clearly see the dip mentality here. You can see evidence of it. I mean, all trading is, is looking at examples and building the case from the examples. And the case is that dips are getting bought in the majority of stocks right now. So the dip is kind of getting bought here again. Hard to be bearish coming in when they're buying stocks on bad earnings. Snowflake wasn't great. They bought that back. 
Marvell Technologies, which I said we'll get to in a second, has came back to, you know half of the losses from last night on basically a disaster of a report. So I'm I'm just you know again five minutes we get a lot more information. It's hard to make overall calls. This jobs number and CPI data coming too. But right now with the information we have at 8:25 a.m. on December the second, I'm seeing a lot of dip buying. About three minutes to get through here on Marvell. Let's go ahead and run through this. Uh, gu- yeah. Marvell Technology here, Q3 EPS at 57 cents, missing the 59 cent estimate. Sales at 1.54 billion, missed the 1.56 billion estimate. They do see Q4 EPS at 41 cents to 51 cents versus a 62 cent estimate. So missing the EPS there. And the sales guide. So they lowered the guidance. So they missed, yep. missed, lowered, lowered. That usually equals epic disaster. But again, we're in this market where uh, we need to buy some stocks. So Marvell, still seen as a pretty decent company. Still seen as, you know, a company that's obviously come off significantly. The PE's not crazy on the thing. So they're coming in and even buying stocks on disappointing earnings. Maybe it was Micron, you know, really lowered the bar for a lot of these chips. Maybe Micron, you know, because obviously, you know, we came with a warning there a week and a half ago when Micron was up at 64, and it's come off significantly now. So maybe lower bar. Maybe they're like, well, Marvell's probably not going to be great. And they're like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, it wasn't that good either. But again, we're in this market where they're looking, money managers are looking for stocks to buy. Well, look, as uh, 42 holds today on the hourly, it looks like it held there on those pullbacks, multiple levels, hit 42, and then bouncing off of that, we're right back towards 43.20s. We'll see if 42 holds as support today for Marvell. All right, now, now, yeah, a lot of folks, a lot of earnings, a lot of economic data that's coming right now. Um, It's going to be dependent on what comes out. We'll see what happens. I'm going to pull up the spot in a second, but I want to give the numbers here. Uh, so we get non-farm payrolls. Uh, we get also uh, multiple numbers there. Let me put it as a scrolling bar there so you guys can actually read that because that gets a little confusion there. Uh, here we are. So non-farm payrolls, November, estimate is 200,000. Prior was 261,000, right? Then we'll get, in, uh, we'll get private non-farm payrolls. Estimate on that one is 190,000 prior 233,000. Then I'm going to really be focused on that unemployment rate. I think it's an important number, especially today. Estimate at 3.7. Prior was 3.7. So we're going to have to wait to see what happens with these numbers. And of course, if we start seeing that labor market really starting to weaken, I think that's going to be a a good sign for the bulls. We'll just see what happens with the numbers. All right. Well, what are you guys feeling? You guys feeling still in the bullish tune? I'm feeling a little bit bullish. Hey, right, Mitch, I'm gonna. Joel's hiding in the background here. He's still. There's uh, not much in there on the upside. Uh, for... mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I want to let you guys it's run with Comcast, it. I know you guys are, seem to be struggling without me. I'm, I'm the only one talking. Talk, because I want to go trade this number. So I'm here. I'm watching Spy. This. I'm watching Spy right now. It's coming okay. down there. You guys see the, the spread here also in the light blue. I should get that a little bit easier to read there. Uh, but seeing the Spy right now at 406.75, we're going to see if it's going to be able to get the spike here or come back down. We'll wait for the number to hit here. It's about to hit at 830. Um, and in the chat, what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think we're going to have some good numbers here? I'd love to hear your conversation. Definitely see you guys in the chat. Give me some conversation. Looks like John's a bear here. 
I have to wait and see how the numbers come out. Uh, ready to see these numbers. Now we're starting to get a little bit wider there on the SPY. Algo jumpers starting to come in here. Uh, we're about almost a buck wide there on the SPY. That's uh, about 406.96 by 406.75 here. We'll see what happens here. Now we're starting to get it even wider. We'll see if we get the pop above the 407 or below the 406. Looking at the news to get the tape here. Now we're starting to push there towards the 407. Can we get above that 407? I'm going to be looking here. There it is. It's coming in. Oh, not looking good there. It's probably light. See, algos really jumped to the downside there. Looking for the number to come in here now. Now we're down towards 402. Ooh, that's not looking good there. Big hit here on the first reaction in the spot. Trying to pull the numbers now. A lot of things come out at 830 at the same time on the tape. So it's rolling through here. I'll get it. I'll get you guys the number as soon as I have it. What are you seeing on the charts, Joel? Uh, getting crushed. Um, getting crushed. Yeah. Are the big boys? 50 handles. I mean, it must be a hot number. Uh, we've just been straight down. I'll have to pull up and see where we're at um, on the dailies here. But uh, we just, uh, you know, the way we whooshed up um, on the way upside, and now we're just going right back, right back on the downside. All right, Surf Dragon coming in with the win, man. Uh, 263,000 consensus, 200,000 on non-farm payrolls there. Appreciate you dropping in the numbers as you got it even faster than I did today. So giving you the shout out and putting it up there. Um, and that's right on the point right there. I just got it now, but I wanted to give you the shout out because you got it up first here. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Definitely not what we wanted to see. Getting a hard hit on the spy to the downside. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, the bulls were looking for this to kind of run. Now what does this mean more for the daily outlook as we're back into the range Will we bounce off of maybe 400? That's kind of the level that I've been looking to hold and for at least a bullish sense. If we can hold 400 on pullbacks, I won't feel too bad on this downturn, but we've gone down pretty fast here. Looking for the ex, uh, the other numbers here. Looking for unemployment percentage here to run in. Not catching it right now on the tape. That's unemployment here. So much news also from stocks coming in at the same time here. All right, Mitch, you got me here? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, we're busting for the all levels here. It was a hot number. We're pulling back. Um, back, I guess back to 4,000. My lowest level I had here was 4025.75. Um, 4,000 is a psychological level. The low is currently 1250. Let's see what we got on. I guess the only thing we can do here is go to uh, the daily charts and see what we got here. Um, non-farm payrolls, 263 versus 200,000 private non-farm payrolls, 221,000 versus 190,000 expected. Still haven't found that unemployment percentage, so I'm working on that. Sorry, team. I'm struggling on that right now. Should have already came in here. Not seeing it hit the tape. All right, but now that we're seeing this downturn, what does it mean for the recent rally, right? Does this mean that uh, we're coming right back down to kind of some realization? 
think that's what we're going to see today. A lot of bulls probably getting caught on this. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing in here. They're just founding it, going to 4,000. Yeah, that's the level that I want to see at least hold. It looks like we just held it. Psychological lover. Mm -hmm. That's why I was thinking that maybe that could hold, Joel. It looks like it's holding right now. We'll see if we cut through there. Okay, let me uh, get my charts back here. Still not getting the unemployment. Uh, they're killing all the stocks too forward. here. I mean, this yeah, is big just... boys. Let's run through some of these. What stocks are you seeing getting hit hard right now? All right, Apple. Apple, big hit there. Uh, now back uh, down to one thirty-five. Uh, had the big rallies over the last couple of days. Definitely seeing Apple with a little bit of a pullback. Man. So, so long for my Tesla swing. <laughs> I'm getting pounded right now on Tesla. Oh, I took a swing for the semi truck. Not looking good. Looks like uh, one semi truck didn't really get the rally going in Tesla. So definitely getting the hit hard hit there. Let's go to Amazon. Amazon was trying to bounce back in the last couple of days. Now back towards 93. We'll look to see if 93 access support. If not, it could start cracking through there. Um, any other stock that you're taking a look at, Joel, today? Micron. Uh, Microsoft. I mean, yep. Softy. Yep. Everything's going down across the board here. The banks are getting hit. They've been volatile. Uh, Alta, that was, uh, you know, that's pulling back too after that made the all-time high. The only thing I see green right now is UNH, but that's not a uh, – not as a liquid stock. So, um, you know, people aren't hopping on that one yet. We've just made a low at 4006.75. Mark would call me a little off guard here because at the lowest level I had was uh, 4025.75. So I guess that will act um, as uh, resistance here on the way back up. Uh, but, uh, Mitch, one level. Uh, bring on uh, Mr. Schwartz and uh, start that interview. Gotcha. I'll get right towards that. I just want to give one level that I'll be looking at. I've been watching this kind of pullback level for the SPY, right? We've been kind of holding it on these pullbacks. Recently, on the last couple of days, we went kind of close towards that. We'll look to see if we also comes back towards that trend line. It seems like we know we're just kind of stair-stepping up. It's okay to get these pushes up and then a little bit of a pullback. We'll wait and see. But we do have a guest today to go ahead and talk about the market. So let me go ahead and pull my charts down. And get here, our guest on today. Let's get on Jormy Shorts. Let's get it on. New guest segment. All right. Welcome on, Jeremy Shorts, Chief Investment Officer at Wisdom Tree. Welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to have you on here. We'll start looking at this market. But what are your first reactions, of course, to the action that's going on right now with the payrolls coming in here a little bit hotter than expected, knocking us down? It's a it's a telling sign that everything is keying off the bond market, the Fed. Um, I mean, it's all about bonds. I mean, you got the 10 year that got down to 350 just uh, as of this morning. We're back to 360s. Um, 363 is what I see right now, 13 base points higher, basically. And so what what has been the classic trade all year long? It's higher rates, bad for the NASDAQ, good for value. I mean, it's definitely been a classic value rotation this year. I mean, we have high dividend stocks that are up 
10% basically on the year when you have the the most speculative growth stocks that are that are down um you know and we've been saying this is a it, the, the rotation of value is probably not just a this year and over um so we we think there's more to that dynamic coming forward we can talk well I can pull up some charts later yeah. valuations but it it really is king off the bond market and it's it it's unfortunate. It's like, well, good news is bad news for the markets. Like the this is gonna feed the average hourly earnings being up 0.6 versus a 0.3 expected also is gonna feed the Fed's fears of the next inflationary impulse is wages. Um, you know, and, and we think, and yes, um it, it, that's that's happening, but it's also what we've been saying is is wages are a catch-up indicator. People are still falling behind inflation and you know, when when you worry about is there a, a wage price spiral in the traditional Fed narrative is, you know, wages would be going ahead of inflation. It, it, it's not doing that. They're just catching up. People are saying and, and you'll see that as as you as workers get renegotiated stuff in January, February, resetting the year yeah. till continue to get inflationary impulses. But they're still just not keeping up um, now. So I, I um I mean, that's, that's common, right? Right now, Jeremy, if I was, you know, you're, if I worked under your belt, right. And I came to you right now and asked for a 5%, you know, raise 6% raise, that doesn't sound outrageous when, you know, we have inflation at such high levels. Of course, the companies are being thoughtful about it. I'm going through the comp cycle right now. Um, we're yeah. working on comp for the people and there definitely will be cost of living increases as you, as you should expect. And, and, I mean, if you want to stay competitive, that's going to continue to happen. So, yeah, you'll continue to see wages go up next year. Um, can I share my screen? or is Of there, course is that, you can, Jeremy. Go is, ahead. There's present button at the bottom. Let's get towards some of what you have. Um, I'll share screen. Let's see what we do here. Um, show share entire screen. Um, one of the charts, do you see, do you see uh, what yeah. I have here? I'm going to put you up right now. There you got it. If so, you want to click on the picture maybe, and then we'll get it a little bit bigger. So I, I put Boom. this out on Twitter this morning um, and it shows a different look at CPI, which is, you know, if you, it, it's, it's not the trailing 12 months that there, when you see the sevens number that's officially printed, this is annualizing the latest monthly data. And this is really to give you an impulse of what's happening and what's likely to happen over the course of the future. Uh, and I, I can point you to this bottom right number, negative 4.3. What is that latest implying? Well, the, the issue for the that we think that the Fed is making a big mistake is their, their core number that they focus on has 40% in, in owner's equivalent rent, which is a backwards looking stale number, very poorly calculated in our view, that will then keep rising probably for the next six, maybe 12 months when the real world data, like who thinks housing is going up right now? Does anybody see evidence that their housing prices are going up? No, housing prices are going down. You've had three consecutive months of, of negative prints in the Case-Shiller Index, which is a very good national index. That was up 40% from pre-pandemic to just, just uh, in, in March. And yet we expect that to come down. We expect it to come down maybe 10%. Um, and so, you know, if you substituted in real data, you would have had much higher inflation. When Powell was saying it was all transitory, you know, the annualized impulse was 19%. Um, but it was uh, he was saying inflation was transitory. Now, 
prices are declining um, and he's insisting that we have a problem. Um, so I think this is going to feed into um, his narrative, you know, again, and he's going to th that's the concern for the market that they're going to stay overly hawkish when they don't need to. That's the thing that we've been talking about uh, continuously, that they probably could stop um, do December and stop. They're not going to. They're going to keep going. Uh, and so the question is how high they'll go. Um, we already think we already think they're in very restrictive territory, um, and they, you know, the, the they they focus on. Well, we think they focus on the wrong things, in, in, in particularly that inflation number. What they're not focused on that they should be. Um, they say, and and the reporters have started asking about this. The money supply increase from the pandemic to March of 2022. Here, so two year cumulative increase in the money supply was 40 percent, over 40 percent. Um, housing prices, by the way, were up 40% over that period. Um, little uh, coincidental number there. But in the last seven months, the money supply has declined. It has actually declined. And you actually want the money supply to grow 5% a year. You want it to, and that reflects basically a 3%, 2 to 3% inflation, 2 to 3% real growth in the economy. That's what you want the long term trends of money supply to be. That's what they were for the last 30 years. And, you know, during the 70s and 80s, when you had much higher inflation, you had much higher money supply growth. It was analyzing inflation for two decades of seven, money supply growth was nine. And so Powell says there's no relation between money supply and inflation, but that's just completely wrong. And 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 now he needs to reflect that it's contracting their policy. And what is that negative seven month change in money supply mean? It means credit's contracting. The banks aren't lending. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Less money going out into the real world. There's going to be a recession. You could argue we're probably in a recession. They say, well, why isn't that showing up in the jobs report yet? Uh, yeah, you know, where's the hard landing? Well, it it's housing is definitely in a, in 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 a is going to be in a recession, if not already in the recession. There's the the Chicago PMI this this week came out. And and it was a record collapse. I mean, you had a, you had a you had a thirty print. People were expecting much higher number. Um, and the other times, it was like a fifth percentile reading. And the times that it was like that before, you were in recession. Uh, and so the the slowdowns coming, um, you're going to start to see it in jobs. I think one of the big questions with all these workers. The other question we've been asking is, what are these workers doing? Like, yeah. you know, the the GDP number in the is first it just retirement. Is I negative. heard that. I heard that talk about it's just all the all the retirement, early retirement. What do you think about that one? Well, you did even see another tick down. That's another data point that came out today. A disappointing data point was the labor participation rate tick down. That's that's not good for wage pressure. It's not good for slack in the economy. You want you want more people coming into the workforce. The question is, will will they return? Um, are people who thought they were retired and comfortable with inflation pressures, with retirement savings down, uh, with markets down, bonds down, stocks down? Do they do people come back? Uh, and you may see people more tangentially applied uh, come come in, uh, but it's not showing up yet. So all the things that supported the market this week, weak dollar. Um, lower rates, that's all coming off today.
Now, of course, we've been seeing recently, you know, kind of growth really fall off value come into favor here. Do you feel that value is just going to be prolonged here? And that should be kind of more the opportunities we're looking at going forward? Yeah, I'm going to share my screen again to another. Yeah, let's uh, take a look at the evaluations. I think you had. Yeah, let me do that. Um, so one of. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just, just share my screen again. No worries. Go ahead. I'll give it an update on the spy right now. We're at 401, still hanging on towards that 400. Went to a low on the 15 minute towards 401. We'll see if that's able to still hold. Right now, we're still bouncing back towards 401. We'll look to see if we can continue holding here. What do you got for us, Jeremy? You ready? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show everybody um, something we do um, that you can find on our website. Uh, when you go to wisdomtree.com, you've got to enter the U.S. products page. We have a homepage that sort of is a company overview. You'll get to uh, – I'll just go back to what the homepage looks like when you're on wisdomtree.com slash investments. Um, there's, there's this link up top for strategies. And then there's this on the markets page right here. Uh, and then the very top link here is daily market snapshot. We update this every morning and there's, it's about a 20 page document audit, you know, something we do, do every morning. Um, and you'll get a lot of great stats. We'll, we'll refer to a few different pages to give a sense. Um, this is the forward piece on the S and P going back about 30 years. You got down to the median uh, and below the median just a few weeks ago. You with the with the rally, you got back above at around eighteen three. Um, it's not a very elevated number, but it's you know it's it's definitely above normal um, or, or or above the median. Now you know that's the S and P, which has a lot of you know more expensive and a lot of less expensive stocks. You know one of the things we show if I scroll up a few pages, we show some of our national ETFs. We show some of the value and growth indexes, and then we show some of our ETFs. If you look at where value is, uh, it's around 15. Uh, if you take the Russell 3000 value, the Russell 1000 value at 15, um, and then you get down to small caps, small cap value, you get into 13s. Now, you know, at Wisdom Tree, we do a lot of fundamentally based ETFs. So dividend weighting, earnings weighting, these are in the process of rebalancing. So in the next few weeks, um, I'd, I'd say come back towards the last week of December. You're going to see updated looks on a lot of these numbers uh, and you're going to get to pretty low numbers. I'm, I've got some early looks at some of it. Um, but, you know, even just today at 14.6, if you looked at all the dividend payers, high dividends are at 12. So instead of 18 for the S&P, DHS is the top dividend yielding stocks in the U.S. That's when I said is leading the markets higher this year. It's, it, it's our best performing U.S. ETF, and it's positive on the year, but it, it's still outperforming. It's only a 12 PE. It's about to rebalance. I could see this going down a point um, towards 11, and that's like a 9% earnings yield, very competitive valuations when you have real yields. The, the real bond yield is, is only 1%, so you have an 8% equity premium on that basket. I think that's where you a good place to be for next year um, when you still have, I think the, the growthy stock still expensive when, you know, this is a subset of the market at 12 when the market's 18, obviously there's a lot of stocks higher than 18. That's where there's going to be pressure. Um, and then in the small caps, you could get down even lower in the 11s. And I think that's going to go down. You might get nine to 10 times in some of these baskets. Uh, you know, to me, that's a, a very attractive place of, of the equity market. 
I love it. I think that's definitely something to keep in mind, right? I mean, as we go into next year, it doesn't mean that it's just going to be right back into growth names. So it looks like definitely we got to keep in mind those price to earnings. Appreciate you joining us today. Jeremy Schwartz, Chief Investment Officer at Wisdom Tree. You guys check out Wisdom Tree for yourself. Get those quick daily outlooks. I like that. I myself, I'm going to take a look into more of those, Jeremy. I love intermarket analysis, so appreciate you bringing some other outlooks today. And especially bringing also that rent outlook, right? Maybe something that's more leading than what the Fed is really looking at, which we can clearly see more lagging indicators. Appreciate you coming on today, Jeremy. We'll definitely have you back on, especially in December when you get that new release. Let's bring you back. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Jeremy. All right, let's keep going into the market. We'll take a look to see what's going on. How we doing, Dennis? That's unbelievable. I mean, we talked about right? tape bombs. There is your tape bomb just exploded. Yeah. I mean, we, we come in the last CPI number. So they're like, yep, the Fed's plan is working. Now you get a data point from the jobs and it's like the Fed's plan's not working at all. It's exactly opposite. I think the jobs number is going to move it like this. It really did. But the jobs came in really hot. Um, labor is still, obviously people can get jobs if they want it. So this economy doesn't show any signs of cooling from this jobs number. And that's an issue. And the fed is going to look at that data point. Like Jeremy Schwartz was listening in, like Jeremy just said, they're going to look at that and say, well, you know, we've still got to stay the course here because this is showing you just because you got one data point doesn't mean anything. So now, you know, what, what does this mean? I think you're looking at that 50% retracement of yesterday's move or two days ago 393 on the s&p up to like 410 so we'll call that 120 no we'll call that from the 4393 like 160 point rally here in two days take 80 off of that you're right there right now so i think 400 you'd think you know if you were short this market you'd probably be bringing it in here Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a market that just gives it all back. I do think the buy the dip mentality will still come in here. So I'm sticking to that. Uh, but it's a tough market to call. Just like I said, at 825, tough market to call. Here we are again. You know, obviously nobody saw this coming or they wouldn't have been buying the futures like they were. Um, tough market to call here too. It's a disaster for the market right now. But I still think there's dip buyers lurking. Well, I think the 400 runs into 61.8% retracement. You know, we, we talk, call that the golden mean for FIB retracements, but we focus a lot on here on pre-market prep for those 50% retracements. And that's slightly just above uh, 401.30s. So you guys can kind of get some perspective there. Seems like we're at least held that 400 really well on that first downside action move and went to 401. So that's kind of the level that I will be using as my bogey today. As long as we can hold 400, I'm not yeah. going to be feeling like we're crashing too hard. It could just be a pullback, right? I mean, measured pullback 50% of the recent move. I think so. We we're right in there. Rush. It's it's not a coincidence that we're stalling right around that 50%. Mm-hmm. You know how we love our 50%. I yep. don't know if you can show it on these charts. Yeah, and we apologize right for Joel. Um, you know, we 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 uh, obviously he's been having trouble with his PC or his computer for a long time. Yeah, we're going to prioritize this and make sure we get, you know, Joel back here because he's a big part of the show and obviously it's disappointing when he's having this many technical difficulties. Um, I think that's what you got to do is you got to do the 50% retracement of the recent move. We kind of just bounced off 400. Did we not? Is that candle right show? I didn't see the 400 tick, but it's showing that we did that. Did we yes, just bounce we did. off? Not yeah. right now, These but big whole numbers, man. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, yesterday the high 410 on the kisser on spy. 
I mean, we, we don't talk about that a lot, but again, to the simplistic market, it goes to major points. And why? Because that's where your calls, yeah. where your option interest is there. Um, you know, you see this on individual stocks as well. So we kiss 410 yesterday, we come down, kiss 400 today on the crappy, you know, which is actually a good jobs number, which is completely messed up. You know, it's actually the people are getting work and we got to sell the stock for stocks on that. It's just such a completely mind boggle, you know, from 22 years of following economic data. And I have to like unlearn everything I did because I'm cheering for bad economic data to come in to get the markets higher. Um, and, you know, it's just completely messed up to think about, but it undoes a lot. I do think CPI carries more weight. I do think that, you know, we had that huge move, obviously, uh, yesterday or two days ago off of Powell. I think we've got to, I think, you, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm coming in here and just saying, I got to get out of all my stocks now. The time to sell stocks was yesterday. As a trader, I think I'm looking at that 400 area as, okay, can I get some value names? Can I get some of those names that, you know, that, you know, have been pulling back maybe a little bit here this morning that were, you know, rip roaring higher two days ago. Look at what was moving. And then maybe you're looking at those names too. CPI is the next data point that's really going to matter. It's a week and a half away, but this definitely is going to give the bears something to talk about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know Kathy was something that we were just taking a look at. Um, How do you feel about those names now with this kind of recent downturn? Are those the names that you'd be avoiding on a day like today? Um, not necessarily, um, because I think those are the names that are bounced back. I mean, these are going like to move, Shop obviously, with the S&P. Strong. Yeah, you know, like some of these stocks are really going to move. Shopify, Unity. I'm not saying I'm buying these things in my long-term portfolio because the valuations are still nosebleed. But I'm saying as trades, these things have been good. You're getting a significant pullback in some of these names now. I think there's money managers lurking in these names, too. So I would look at what has been strong. Pulling back here the today, maybe you're nibbling in. Maybe this next CPI data point is good. I don't think we're out of the woods. I still think you know we're going into recession. It's why I stay 40% cash on the long-term portfolio. But as a trader here, chop. We're just bobbing up and down. I mean, if you're just buying every time we're down 50, 60, 70 handles and selling every time we're up 50 or 60 handles, you're making money overall. You know, maybe you're not getting the tops, maybe you're not getting the bottom. But I mean, if you just look at this market, there's been so many opportunities to play this chop. And the way you're playing the chop is you're buying into weakness and selling into strength. If you're selling into that strength two days ago, you're doing it right. If you're buying into the weakness today, I tend to think you're doing it right. Um, It's scary, you know, because obviously a lot of people are caught here now that maybe were chasing yesterday. So now you've got to wash out those people too. I like the S&P 400 number though. All right, let's get towards another conversation that we weren't able to touch uh, earlier. Let's go to Anavex drug improving cognitive function, uh, function for Alzheimer's patients, meeting the main goal of its trial. That's AVXL, and that's going to be affecting different kind of biotechs today. What do you feel about this situation, Dennis? Um, this actually was affecting Lillian Biogen too. So individual stock news, mm-hmm. obviously decent trial results, kind of came out of the blue. The stock was in the gutter, gets the big pop, was halted last night on the halt. Biogen was actually trading down and so was Eli Lilly. Biogen was down 10 bucks on this. I mean, because competing, I was stupid. I actually was trying to buy the Biogen last night when it was down 10 bucks. I couldn't get hit. I was like, I, I thought it was a decent enough lead and it would have been a good trade because now the thing's only down a buck or two. So it would have been decent. I don't know anything about this little individual company, but I do know that obviously Alzheimer's, anytime you get a positive headline about that, the stocks really rip higher on this. And this is a smaller one too. So um, 
So yeah, I follow Adam Fierstein on Twitter if you want the fundamental story on these companies. That that guy knows biotech. I see a 50% retracement making sense on the 15 minutes from the move right now. It's holding $12 on that retracement right now. We'll see if that holds turn the intraday action. I don't know too much about AVXL also, so I won't act like a biotech expert. Um, but there's also another uh, health care stock that got a little bit of a lift. Uh, Kathy favorite, which is Beam uh, Therapeutics. It is coming down now, it looks like, after they popped off of uh, stock rising on FDA lifting clinical hold on blood cancer drug to enter trial. Um, hmm. So that's getting a little bit of a lift there. Well, that was short-lived. Got yeah, to really short-lived. 50, over 50 last night? Yeah, 51. Gives it all back. It's overhead supply in all these stocks. That's an issue Dennis is like, too. man, I wish I would have caught that one. <laughs> what a tough market. I mean, what a tough market to call. And, you know, yeah, if you've been listening really to the show for, you know, the last nine years we've been doing it, again, this, you know, there's been markets that are like, well, this is a pretty easy call. You know, this is, you know, there, there's slam, there, there's like easier calls. This is just like, we, we have such conflicting data. I mean, mm -hmm. you get a CPI report that shows, hey, you know, maybe we are cooling off a little bit. You know, you get the PC and it's like, well, okay, maybe. And then you get jobs that just tells you completely opposite. So to try to make heads or tails, you know, on what the next number is going to be, there's no, no, no consistency here. I mean, and this is why you're getting these oscillations. This is why you're getting this chop. And this is why there's such a huge battle between the bulls and the bears. It's unbelievable the battle we have right now. The bears have a very good case, you know, that, hey, the Fed is going to continue to raise rates until we're in a recession. So you're eventually going to see those earnings going down. And then you've got the bull case saying, no, it's all priced in. We can get this soft landing. Look, you know, the economy is still doing well. And we are seeing a little bit of inflation data tick in. And they're just battling and battling and battling. And people are asking me all the time. I get this honestly on Twitter. I get this, you know, like 10 times at least a day, private messages. You know, what are you buying or what are you selling? And it's just like so conflicting. It's like half are bulls and half are bears. I've never seen the market so divided that it is right now. And that's why I sit on the fence. I like, I can't get a feel for this market. So I'm just like fading everything. It's how I'm trying to, you know, and I didn't have a great, you know, I, I posted my results for November. It wasn't a great month for me. I think I was up 4% in my account, which is kind of a slower month for me. But a lot of that's just to do with, it's tough, man. It's tough to get like, you know, this, this you know, conviction in any sure. one direction. And then, you know, even when you play contrarian, but then you get a little bit of follow through, like you could have played contrarian yesterday and then you got follow through again in a lot of stocks. So it's a very difficult market. So if you're having trouble figuring it out, if you're having trouble, like, wow, I'm just struggling with this, you're not alone. The best money managers in the world right now are having trouble figuring this market out. It's really tough. And with the Tommy Lackey, you know, to saying the tape bombs, which we keep using Tommy is a great term. With that keep happening every single day, it's so difficult to build a hardcore bull or bear case. So I think we just keep playing and fading, you know, fading the overall moves until further notice because we don't have, you know, any signs of who's going to be victorious here. The bulls or the bears. Yeah, it looks like the percentage for 75 basis points went up about 6% there uh, from yesterday. I love that tool, by the way. Um, and yeah, and I, I like always looking at the com comparables, yeah. right? Like one yeah. month ago on the 2nd of November, we were at a 42.2% chance of 75 basis points. We went down to as far down as close looks like here, 21.8%, which was just yesterday. Now getting a little bit of a spike near 277 
uh, 72.3% chance for a 50 basis point hike rate. Of course, Powell did not give a guarantee that it would be 50 basis points. He said that they could start slowing down as soon as December. I think this starts to leave room. And I'm not saying that it's a high probability, but there is probability of potentially 75 basis points. I, I don't think he's going to go 75. I think he's going to go 50. Um, he's mm-hmm. already talked about it. I don't think this jobs number is going to change that. When is the Fed decision? Do we have a date Next on week? that? Or do we have Next the week? date, though? Uh, I think it's the 7th, but let me just confirm. It might be the 8th. Okay. Give me that right now. Yeah, it's important to know those dates. I do think that he's going 50. Maybe the market applauds that. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's what's expected. It's a tricky market again, you know, to figure out. I think we just got to like one thing I've learned in 2022 is if you're, you know, making six, seven, eight, ten percent in something, those stocks, you got to take the gains because, you know, people are waiting for, oh, what's going to go up 20 percent or 30 percent. It's just not that market anymore. Contrarians are like taking the gains when you got them. You know, you've got to cut your losers. But again, this market has been actually, you know, rewarding the people who are taking more risk and not cutting the losers because the stuff bounces back. I mean, it's just this oscillation. When stocks are chopping like this, you're getting stopped out of everything. And the people who are just, you know, risk thrown out the window are actually doing better, believe it or not. Not saying, you know, you throw your risk management tactics out the window, but just, you know, you got to widen stops right now because everything is choppy. I mean, you could have a bunch of longs on saying, yeah, we're going to 420, we're going to 420. Now you get this tape bomb and just get stopped out of everything. So, and then, you know, what happens is, you know, a couple of days they start forgetting about it, they start drifting back higher. You're like, what happened? So, so wouldn't you know it? market to control risk in. Wouldn't you know it? It's going to come out. The day right after we get CPI. So CPI comes out December oh gosh, 13th. We get CPI first. And December 14th, we get the FOMC meeting. So it comes out the day after CPI. Yep. Well, that changes everything too. So we're not going to know anything. I mean, if that CPI data comes in hot, it goes 75. It could change what? Change everything. That literally, literally, that report will probably be more than the Change everything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wow. at least. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough markets, guys. Like we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes. It's not easy. And if you guys see someone as experienced as Dennis Dick struggling in this market, that oh, yeah. just goes to show you that, hey, it's not, it's not, there's no one way that it's just easy ways of trading. And that's that Dennis is more market neutral, right? Like he's not even trend trading and he's, and he's telling you that I'm it's a tough market. I'm getting chopped up a little bit, even in the market neutral. It's still a decent month. Like I was up, yeah. you know, this is in the trading account. I was up 4%, but the S&P was up 5%. So I underperformed the S&P last month. So, you know, my, my trading strategies are not really linked to the S&P though. We know like I'm just grinding out its production. My stuff's more production you know, taking, you know, a little intricate, my relationship based. So, but I do play, you know, buy the dip, sell the rip, you know, I'm playing all that too. So, you know, and obviously, you know, we've done four courses on some of my types of trading strategies. If you're interested to learn more, it's at premarketprep.com, you know, on my intricate little strategies. But, you know, the people who come on the show where we, we talk day trading, we talk swing trading, and we talk long-term investing. I yep. try to put three different caps on and talk to three different people. My day trading is always this relationship-based. I start to see some stocks come down. I trade headlines too off the day trading. But, you know, I'm always like, you know, I know like, okay, well, you've got certain news. You know, AVXL is probably bad for Biogen Lilly because competing drug. You know, just understanding all the intricate little relationships. The easy ones are like, oh, Pepsi, Walmart, Target. I mean, Costco's down, so Walmart probably going to be a little bit weaker. You know, it's just stuff like that. But, you know, obviously, you know, there's, you know, different, you know, people trading different time horizons. That's why on this show, we try to talk to all three. 
Definitely, guys. Hit the like button. Um, one area that I'll be watching today, does this chart finally break down? I've been focusing on ExxonMobil's one-hour chart. This is what you guys are seeing right now. It's been just battling here between around, let's say, 112 to the upside, 110 to the downside. Now we're towards 109.50s. I wonder if this is where we start letting go towards these 107 lows and oil finally starts pulling back, at least the oil stocks. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Support is down there towards 108 or 107 on these wicks. Now it's starting to break. Will it go? What do you think about this one, Dennis? This uh, it's crowded. One. It's so crowded. And this is, you know, why I've, I ha- I missed, you know, a lot of the oil trades. Obviously, I had Oxy, which was a good one, but mm-hmm. I sold it way too soon. Um, it's come back in here now. Um, I feel like it's crowded. I mean, we were 85 to 110. It's a huge move for one of the biggest companies in the world. So, but, you know, the momentum is still on your side. It's still got a low PE. So it's still got underneath demand from every money manager. It's heavy tech and looking for low PE stocks. So that's what's going for it. You know, what's not going for it is that it's a crowded trade now. You know, we've moved a lot. A lot of money has moved into uh, energy stocks because the only thing that's been working in 2022, consistently working, drugs have worked too. When the market's on drugs, the market's on oil. That's what's really moved from 2022. That's what's been in the relentless bull market. So, you know, they're crowded trades now. So, but you get pullbacks. Is there underneath demand? Absolutely. ExxonMobil pulls back to 100 bucks. Is there people buying it? Probably. Is there the potential that this thing just blasts off and continues the uptrend? That's possible too. So it's hard to fight the momentum when you don't have a lot of stocks that have momentum. The momentum traders are gravitating. So here's you know a whole thought process for you too, just thinking out loud. But you've got you know so many traders that are momentum-based traders. They only trade momentum. They didn't touch any of this tech. They're not even there. JC Peretz ain't even looking at that stuff. But he's a momentum-based trader, and he's in these names. You have the momentum-based traders that are finding any pockets of momentum they can find they can find because you always can find it. And that's what it's almost self-fulfilling because those momentum traders will drive this stuff higher. So, yes, you know, momentum breaks in certain things, but energy's been relentlessly to the upside for most of 2022. So momentum traders are definitely still there. You can shake them out. And there will be shakeouts and there will be pullbacks on these things, but there's still that relentless uptrend because when they pull back, the momentum traders are saying, this is where I want to be. Another perfect example of that one for me is first solar. Um, and l- look at this chart and how it's kept going. Is solar going to turn yep. around? Perfect example of that, right? I feel Same like. Same thing. And, and, and again, f- solar is always linked. So understanding your relationship. Solar likes higher oil prices. Why? Because it's alternative energy. So, you know, we're looking, you know, if, if oil's in the gutter, people are buying clean or dirty energy because it's cheap. But when oil's expensive, now your clean energy that's more expensive doesn't look as expensive. So, so solar and obviously a cleaner energy always does well when dirty energy is doing well. So, I mean, oil prices going up has been a driver for solar stocks pretty much all year. I mean, yeah, the tan's gone nowhere and first solar has been a special case. Because First Solar has really been the number one outperforming, I mean, $60 to $168. But to your point, the momentum is still there. So it's hard to break that momentum. Um, I don't know. Eventually, it can break, and the momentum trades will get out. So maybe when the trends break, you've got to look to different opportunities. But Mitch, this market is just full of little pockets of bull market. It's like tail two markets. It's bull markets in some sectors, bear markets in other sectors. And that's really been the case. You know, nope. drugs, we keep talking about it. drugs, the banks have kind of turned into bull market, value stocks, and energy. That's where the bulls have been. 
that's where they've been hiding. That's where you're seeing new all-time highs. That's not where, you know, a lot of other people were positioned coming in, so they weren't crowded trades. Have they become more crowded through 2022? Absolutely. Could some of that come off if we start to get, you know, the Fed pivot? Absolutely. But as long as the Fed, as long you, you see numbers like today, and you're like, well, maybe it just stays status quo. Maybe energy stocks do get bought on this dip because, hey, if we're still going to be going and, you know, and the Fed's not going to pivot, you want money now, you don't want money later. So value stocks win uh, when obviously interest rates are still staying high. Well, thank you for giving us a little bit of overtime. Like you guys saw, Dennis staying a little bit of extra. We've been struggling with Joel, so I I could feel that Dennis. Could we're gonna give get us Joel a stuff extra. fixed over the weekend here. We'll get so it fixed. We're gonna get we're gonna have a new PC if we need to. We're gonna get yeah. this figured out. Yeah, don't don't worry. That's one thing that we'll definitely do, team. We're not gonna give up until we get that fixed. Appreciate you, like always, Dennis. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. Go do what you do best, my friend. All right, we're going to get you guys over to All Access in a few minutes. we got about five minutes here, so I'm going to stick around to look at some stocks. If you guys got anything to call out in the chat, go ahead. This is your opportunity. We can take a look. I love the love in the chat. And definitely, keep giving my man Joel some love. He's struggling right now with his internet. It's not his fault, right? Like always, I've struggled with internet before. And the only thing we can do is keep battling to make improvements. 2% better every day. That's all we can do. Great show. Let's keep going. We'll take a look at some stocks. You guys get a chance to throw up some stocks. I'm going to do some ticker time here. Let's run through it. Uh, Triple D is always a legend. Got to know my man, Triple D. There's there's only two Triple Ds in my life that I know. (laughs) Dinners, dives, and, and drives. And then, of course, my man, Triple D, our trader. Let's get towards some stock action. One that I don't know what I'm going to do with. I, I know I took the swing trade in this Tesla, but I am down on it now. I got in yesterday on the 193s. Going to have to figure out what I do with it today. Probably going to let this go here, but I am in the red. We'll look to see if we get a little bit of a bounce today. Let's go. We'll take some stocks from the chat. I see them starting to roll through here. Gold Dolphins all the way. I'm with you, Sal. Know that one for sure. Let's go to five, five below. This stock had a nice little breakout yesterday. I'd be looking at one hour support to start kind of holding here. I'd pull it back here towards kind of where I see the support right here around the 181s. 181s can hold on the pullback. Maybe we can get back towards the resistance of 187. Uh, But definitely yesterday you tried to get up there one, two, and you kind of held up there. Now broke back down. You're looking for maybe another run towards 188. If it does break through that kind of 181, look to see for 180 to hold right below that. If not, it could be coming right back into the gap zone. You got to be careful with a name like five. Uh, I know DG got hit hard. Five had a really good day. We'll see if it turns around, especially if the market keeps getting us knocked down. All right, let's keep going. Appreciate the love out there, Sarah. Let's go towards the next stock, AVXL. We just talked about that one, Bay Trader, so you can rewind and and talk about that one. I talked about $12 being a pullback for that one that I'll be looking at. Let's keep going. MPWR, we don't talk about this one too often. Uh, Let's take a look right here, more expensive stock. One thing with these more expensive stocks that I like to do is I like to pay attention a lot to the monthly charts. Monthly charts are going to show you a little bit cleaner of that range and give you an ability to maybe get it off the bottom support versus trying to buy it off the resistance, right? And so one thing I can clearly see is that we kind of held the support pullback here uh, on the monthlies. And you can see that kind of 326.30 here, the low there, 328.20s. So if that can hold, we're looking good. Now we really need to come back towards 400. 
If we can get back into that 400 range, this is going to be looking good for a nice move back towards above 400. Uh, first levels I would give up there towards around 478 or 460s. We'll see if we can actually get above that 400 to get the run. Mitch Finn's taking the L on Sunday. You, you, you want to put a little lunch bet on that wellness? I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll keep going. Party on, party on. The only way. Always got to have Joel's positive vibes. You guys can keep up with Joel's positive vibes on premarketprep.com, Premarket Prep Plus. Check him out. All right. Just going to keep pushing here. Uh, Peloton being mentioned for Joel, right? Peloton. Uh, my wife actually been enjoying more riding these bikes. And, uh, who knows? Maybe I might get a Peloton myself. Might get it on the cheap. But the stock right now has been, you know, pushing as of late. You see kind of a kind of a, a bottoming pattern here, a little bit of a rounding bottom here. You can maybe look at this like kind of a bigger cup and handle, right? You got kind of this action here that you're getting. That's kind of like that cup action. Now you want to get back above 12 if you really feel this is a cup and handle. It's not as clean, so I won't go so far to say that, but really you're looking to the left here on the daily. Can you get back through the highs? You saw how you stopped right around that 1184 yesterday. Look for that to actually act as resistance and get through, then act as support. We'll see if that can actually break through that level. It's been big, making big pushes. What I would look for pullbacks is make sure it's not breaking, I would say, 1115 or 11. If not, it could just come right back down. We'll see what happens. Peloton. All right, uh, Spy, we'll leave that for last there. Let's keep going. Pelantier being mentioned in the chat by Larry Hill. Um, I will get towards uh, all access. That's coming up next here. Let me make sure I got my... Uh, all right, perfect. I see uh, we're going to wrap up soon right here. This is going to be the last stock, and then I'll take a look just at the Spy, and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Pelantier, it's pulling back. This is a retail favorite, but really, look at the monthly chart. Until this actually changes the trend, I would stay far away from this stock just because the trend doesn't show me anything that's looking good here. You can start seeing kind of a, a, a bottoming action around the 750s, but that doesn't mean that it's going to turn around anytime soon. For me, I would need this to get back above at least 10 on the monthlies for me to even take a look. By that time, it would be up about 20%. So uh, these are stocks that I want to completely avoid in the time that we're in this environment. When we get back into the environment that growth are the stocks to look at, well, I'll be looking at Palantir. But if you're looking at just the recent move today and the last little move it did, maybe you're looking at a 50% retracement. That's down there towards 747. We'll look to see if that holds. Not really a stock that I like, but that's just because of the environment right now and Palantir. All right, I'll just take a look into the SPY. We'll wrap up here. We'll take a look. SPY still holding on and battling here. We don't want to see it crack through that 400 low on the 15-minute. You went to 401. We'll see if that kind of keeps holding. And, of course, the 50% retracement is closer towards 402. We'll see if that can get back towards 402 towards the open. Of course, keep your eyes on leadership. Apple taking a big hit. Google taking a big hit. If these stocks keep coming lower, well, I won't be looking too positive for the overall market. We'll just have to wait and see and find out. Now, come over to, of course, uh, now you guys have all access. All access coming up next. Don't miss it, team. You guys will get some stories from some stocks that you might have never heard of before. So that's what it's all about on all access is getting you guys the stories behind the companies so that you can take your investment opportunity if you choose so, like always, we can't make you, uh, we can't 
make you take an investment. All the only thing we can do is kind of show you the stories, give you the underworks. What are they working on? The pipelines, what's in the works for the stocks, right? And you get to hear it from the companies themselves to so come over to All Access. That's coming up next. And then later today, Stock Market Movers. That will be at 1 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. No live trading today, Sal. No live trading as we have All Access. But if you want to come over to the All Access stream, I'll stay up in the chat while I'm doing a little bit of trading myself and let you know what I see. Hit the thumbs up on your way out and let's get you guys over to All Access.